0: This is who kicked the corner flag, an English soccer game show podcast. It's with
1: Kevin De Bruyne who sets up a shot, and scores.
2: And now it's with Harry Kane, and it's another chance to make it three, and he doesn't miss this time. That's with for Salah! Oh, that's brilliant! Mo Salah's header. From Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Welcome to episode 11 of our second season. Glad to be back from the international break. And to our U.S. listeners, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Joining us this week is the chairman of the KC Spurs, the man who's planning to add Fleef to his fantasy team lineup, and who's already put in an order for Kane's oversized NFL jersey. Go Tottenham Cockerels. Here's Jarabustamente. How are you, bud?
3: I'm doing well, doing well, feeling fine and again, like where can I get one of those uh, NFL kits?
2: Right, let's do it. Link let's will it be happen. available at the end of the episode for sure. Uh, people will be wanting to know. Uh, and we're happy to welcome back the chairman of the Casey Gunas, the man who compares Tottenham's new stadium progress to the Coliseum in Rome and who secretly loves a winter blizzard. Who doesn't? It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud?
0: You know, about to do what Arsene Wenger should have done and go out on top. It's my last week on the pod for a few.
2: And we're glad to also welcome back a returning guest. He's a Chelsea fan. Why one of the creators of the hugely successful london is blue podcast and comes to us today from sunny minneapolis it's brandon busby
1: how are you bud Doing very well. Excited to be back and you were far too kind with your introduction.
2: Oh please, we're we're, we're a friendly bunch here. Uh, Let's kick off then with our top three segment where the guys try to figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Three points for guessing number one, two for number two and so on. Uh, A little change this week as there are two matches that were tied for third spot. So a mention of either one of those will secure the point uh brandon since you're our guest this week you're going to get to go first so take a deep breath i have a feeling i know what's coming uh so out of all those fixtures played what was the most talked about
1: I would have to say it would be the London Derby Spurs-Chelsea.
2: That uh, absolutely was it. Yes, that'll top the list with those three points. So nice work right off I'm going to need
3: more enthusiasm for that, Brendan.
2: Come on. <laughs> we'll
1: you couldn't we. pay me to be enthusiastic at this point, unfortunately. It's like two sides I think that was
0: about an
2: appropriate level of enthusiasm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like two sides of a coin. Um, Tottenham hands Chelsea their first league defeat of the season thanks to goals from Dele Alley, King Kane, and... And final score was three one. Brandon, let's let's start off with Chelsea. Uh, what went wrong for the Blues?
1: Uh, kickoff, really? I mean,
2: it was just <laughs> two I words. I know. Chelsea summed it up
1: it, it, right. We, Chelsea just didn't come ready. Uh, they didn't really seem up for it from the beginning, which is interesting. We've talked a lot about kind of Chelsea having slow starts to matches lately. Maurizio talking about it's a mentality thing, not a tactical thing. Um, but Spurs just absolutely suffocated Chelsea from the beginning and never really gave us a chance to get in it. Mm
2: -hmm. I was speaking to a couple of uh, Chelsea fans at the bar actually during the game and they said that Sari likes to play the same system every game because it's worked up to this point. So was this a key example of the system not always working the way you want it to?
1: You know, it's it's hard to tell because the players played so poorly, it's hard to know if it was just too many errors on the ball if it was um you know just players not really thinking Mm -hmm. the way that they should be in that that kind of system but i definitely don't think that this is going to warrant uh you know a change of system Uh, this isn't going to warrant any big changes uh Mm -hmm. from a personnel standpoint i think it's just more of a wake-up call that uh you know chelsea you had a good run but you need to maybe take things a little bit more seriously in training and and increase the level of intensity.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Eden Hazard, I'm still hearing those rumors about him potentially going to Real Madrid. What do you think about him at this point?
1: Well, there's not rumors. It were direct quotes from him talking about it again. (laughs) Maybe Uh, I was
2: sugarcoating it.
1: (laughs) Right, I mean, it is what it is. Chelsea have had a tumultuous ride with Belgians and transfers and and talking about it, to say the least. So um, I think that it's... I think Chelsea in a pretty good position with Madrid being as bad as they are. Um, it, it helps Chelsea a little bit, and it doesn't sound like he's interested in going anywhere else. So I think the fact that it's not going to be opened up to teams like PSG uh, or you know anyone in Germany, but it's specifically Real Madrid, um, I, it actually kind of plays into our favor for keeping him. But you know what? Pay him what he wants. And let's see what he does. Mm,
2: should be interesting to see. Jared Spurs have won three of their past four Premier League games against Chelsea. Um, so, how are they finding this rhythm? How how did they do it? I honestly,
3: I don't know if Tommy Minder will get credit for that uh, run against Chelsea. What I do think is uh, Deli Alli just enjoys playing against against the Blues. Uh, I, I think he scored the most against Chelsea in any other Premier League squad um i think this is just coming in the middle of a of a decent run of form uh this was what everybody was hoping for if you're a Spurs supporter um but i think there was a little bit of good fortune i mean uh if i bring bring it up i mean i would appreciate one Floyd not clattering into people uh in the middle of the box <laughs> uh just just looking around uh as if he had his you know uh his hand caught in the cookie jar uh, but, uh, I think this is exactly what first need, uh, as we, you know, approach this kind of walkover match over uh, over the weekend. But I think coming in with a Chelsea squad that seemed to be just, uh, uh, we talked about in the pod before, just, uh, and Brandon could probably echo this, just a frustrated Eden Hazard. I think those quotes kind of bear out what, what he's feeling on the pitch. Uh, look, I'm tired of doing it myself. Uh, and if you're not going to surround me, if you're not going to give me more, more weapons around then then I'm going to go down. Uh, Mm -hmm. what's, what's crazy is that uh, Chelsea's goal is prototypical Chelsea, big transition, big switch and a beautiful header, uh, to go and score, which was, that's frankly the way to attack Spurs right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. we are weak in the center back is young and all that we're not we don't have the aerial defensive prowess that we had uh three or four seasons ago um and thanks to you know marvelous individual efforts uh like from human son and christian erickson who thank you for you know waking up and showing up uh uh, (laughs) as a spurs fan i'm enthusiastic but always measured i think this match this weekend is really going to tell us something
2: indeed it will uh boys any
0: compliments for either side well, I mean, I, I think you have to take into account that Spurs played a, a really good match. Uh, I think that they overran Chelsea in the midfield, which was a, a completely unexpected given how dominant Conte has been. It was really interesting to watch the Delhi Alley. Jorginho slap fight in the middle of the match I thought that that was really intriguing as well as they tried to one-up one another in some sort of ridiculous battle but if you're Chelsea you had to be a little bit concerned they've had a few of these matches throughout the season and they've had not necessarily the level of bad starts that Arsenal have had but still some negligible starts and there were some cracks in the armor and we've talked about it on the pod before that they're not quite the level of Liverpool and Manchester City. And I don't really know if anyone necessarily expected the title challenge to stay up the entire time. But it'll be interesting to see how both squads move forward. Tottenham obviously have a big match over the weekend. I think the one thing that happened in this match that bears reference is the fact that EPL centers really have to figure out the dichotomy of a yellow card or a penalty kick. I think in this match, Eden Hazard clearly deserved a penalty kick and he clearly deserved a yellow card later on in the match. And both times, nothing was called. And it's one of those situations where, inches away, outside of the 18-yard box, both of those are called. But you get inside the box, and officials swallow the whistle. And in this particular case, Tottenham scored their second goal within seconds after that hazard penalty shout. And the match automatically changed. And from that point forward, when it was 2-0 Spurs you know it was never going the opposite direction and i will give credit where credit is due Hung Min Son and christian erickson are literally the only two tolerable individuals on that tottenham <laughs> roster so good on both of
2: them that must have taken some real stomach to say that Boyce. i'm proud of you man i'm proud of you uh <laughs> let's move on we have second and third spot still to guess and boys you're up next so what do you think made it
0: let's talk about jose Mourinho and the nil nil draw against crystal palace
2: That, believe it or not, was not on the list, but I'm sorry, unfortunately, not. So, Jared, we're going to swing it to you. Second and third still to get.
0: Boys,
3: I am equally shocked.
0: Um, (laughs) What's new on this, right? (laughs) Jesus, is it going to be Burnley
3: again? (laughs) I refuse. I refuse. Uh, All right. So, do I get to talk about
2: Arsenal, Bournemouth? You do get to start us off with Arsenal because that was on. Will it? look at that that was on the list and that was tied for third spot with another match which i won't say uh but you do get a single point for that so nice work arsenal continues their charge for the top four having scraped through their match with bournemouth with all three points final score was two to one the gunners remain unbeaten from the last 16 games now despite collecting a few draws along the way uh jared let me ask you of the cherries uh surprised they didn't come away with a point here or anything here
3: I am. I mean, this Cherries team's on a solid runner form. You, you subtract that absolutely marvelous own goal. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw it,
0: but it was... Uh, you don't know if anybody saw it. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh, <you>
3: know, <laughs> it was a great, great finish. Uh, I was, boys, I don't know about you, but I was very confused as I was watching it as to what was going on. Um, you know, you got to hand to Josh King, you know, uh, pulling one back. Uh that, that Josh King goal in transition, if uh, Cherries were going to pull him back, take points in this match, uh, that's how they were going to do it. Uh, this was a great match to watch. Uh, there was tremendous ebb and flow to the match. But uh, I'll tell you, I was uh, uh, sitting there watching this going, you know what, that, uh, you know, Lucas Torreira is going to be trouble on Sunday against Spurs. Uh, that kid uh, has a motor and I uh, uh, you know you have Aubameyang in, in some solid form. You know, obviously, I was I was pulling for cherries, not necessarily against Arsenal, probably against Arsenal. But you know, I've got a soft spot for Bournemouth, and I honestly thought they'd pull one back. But um, you know, Arsenal continues this uh, very impressive run of form, and uh, uh, I guess we'll see what happens on Sunday.
2: Mm-hmm. Brandon, what are your thoughts on this Arsenal team uh, post Arsen Wenger?
1: Well, we actually did preseason predictions, and I had Arsenal in the top four over Spurs and United. Um, Ooh. It's kind of funny. I was I was listening to Talk Sport or maybe BBC Five Live on the weekend, and, and one of the, the Arsenal fans said in January they need to sign another striker, which was baffling to me because um, the one thing Arsenal do have, which is very efficient right now, is their attack going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, they've got you know quality strikers, obviously, and they're creating a lot of chances and they're finishing them. Something that you know Chelsea has really struggled to do lately. Uh, so from an Arsenal standpoint I mean they're coming on strong. Um, obviously they got a little bit of luck in this match but they're they're getting the results that they need and you know now having only essentially three points between 3rd, 4th and 5th it's going to be it's going to be a tough battle I think for those last two Champions League spots this season and I think the Arsenal have you know really given themselves a a strong foundation to build off of,
0: really going into 2019.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, interesting. All right, boys, uh, over to you. How would you sum up? Uh, how do you sum up their performance against the cherries?
0: I mean, let's all be honest. It's been an impressive. I think it's actually a 17-game undefeated run for Arsenal. Oh, whoops!
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> <missed one. laughs>
0: but the reality is, they've ridden a lot of luck throughout the course of this streak. You know, there are certainly draws that could have been losses, draws that perhaps should have been wins. This was a win that could have very well been a draw. Bournemouth was pretty impressive, especially early on in this match, and they had a a situation where they incorrectly had an offside goal called or onside goal called offside that potentially changes the complexion of this match. Arsenal still, throughout this entire campaign, have never led (laughs) at halftime in the Premier League in any of their thirteen matches, which is just incredible. It speaks to just how big the distinction has been between their first half and second half performances. And the worry is when you start facing a team like Tottenham on the weekend, that Harry Kane and Humanson Son and Deli Alley take a little bit more of an advantage than other teams have. Now, you know, you got you to look back at the last match against Liverpool and see that perhaps Arsenal can be solid defensively. But there are fractures in that line. You know Jared spoke very eloquently about King's goal, and I think that the counter attack there was very impressive. But the reality was, as much as I love him, Lucas Torreira got sank into the box and was completely out of position when Owobi sort of stupidly lost the ball. There was just nobody in the midfield, and all of those passes were sort of thrown back and forth. And the biggest worry I think for Arsenal over the weekend is: Are you going to play? the 3-4-3 that they played over the weekend, where you're protecting, say, Kolasinac on the left, or are you going to try and revert to a 4-3-3 like they've been playing? Mm. I just There are worries there, because Tottenham have really good wingers, and Kolasinac is a terrible defensive back, and there are going to be openings, and there are going to be opportunities, and if Tottenham finishes them... Arsenal could be in trouble, and and just to sort of piggyback on what was said earlier, I don't think that Arsenal's problem is on the front lines. I don't think it's necessarily the striker, but what they really desperately need is a true wing. Uh, Hendrik Mkhitaryan and Alexis Sanchez seem to be persistently locked in a death match to determine who's going to be the worst uh, remnant of that trade, <laughs> and neither one of them looked great. Mkhitaryan looked awful over the weekend, and he might provide a little bit of width, but he just, you know, that goal he scored against Wolverhampton was a schross if I've ever seen one. There was no intent to that whatsoever, and he hasn't done anything outside
2: of that in a long while. Uh, Jerry, we're going to swing back to you for the last one. We still have second spot to guess. So what do you think it was? Oh, goodness. Um, <clears throat> this is where it gets tricky. Again, <laughs> I, it, If it's Burnley, James, I swear
3: to God, I'm going to come <laughs> through Skype. Uh, it can't be Man City because that's dull, James. Uh Let's talk about... Are we going to talk about Liverpool over Watford? That's
2: that is guess. not on the list, unfortunately not. So, Brandon, we're back to you. What do you think took that second spot? Claudio Ranieri. Claudio Ranieri in Fulham
1: over Southampton.
2: That, unfortunately. So that was the other game that was tied. So that one's already gone, technically. So, boys, we're back to you. Last shot, and then I'm going to reveal it. What do you think to that second spot?
0: Uh, This hurts me. Is it City's 4-0 thrashing of West Ham?
2: It is not, guys. The final guess was Huddersfield registering their second Premier League win. I
3: almost said that.
2: Yeah, having put two goals past Wolverhampton Wanderers, the final score was 2-0. This is the first time in 22 games that Huddersfield have registered more than one goal in a single match. So that be exciting. Jared, are they, uh, how does Phil going ex- <laughs> to, <laughs> I should be, I'm going to wait at that. Um, Jared, are they, or maybe not. I, I think you should keep it. Let's keep no, it. No, of
3: course not. They're screwed.
2: We yeah. all know that. No. Uh, how does Huddersfield still screwed? Yeah, that's my question. Go ahead.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, as as tight as things are at the top, I mean, you look at the table and things are equally tight at the bottom. Uh, that, that win is massive. Uh, because that uh, lifts Huddersfield uh, out of the basement and vaults him into fifteenth. And there are a, n- a number of days up to figure things out, including Burnley, a common whipping boy on this uh, on this pod. <laughs> um, I mean, who knows? I, I, you know, we we talk about this, you know, time and time again. You know, it's kind of the race to the bottom. You know, it's the who who can accrue those points. You have just some absolutely hilarious goal differences going on here at the bottom of the table, and a win is is huge they just need to keep doing that uh I have no idea yeah. Boys, <laughs> all these teams are in trouble yeah
2: Boyce, are you surprised by Wolves performance from this particular match considering they've been on a little bit of a run of late
0: a bit but I think that they were always going to be dangerous with that team I think the reason that we are speaking about them in this manner right now is that they beat United and everybody's impression of them went up at a level that wasn't warranted it just mm-hmm. turns out that United aren't very good even though they have a roster from which they should actually be good, I, I think they're going to be fine. It's one of those situations where they're on 16 right now, which almost seems insurmountable for a few of those teams that are presently on eight. I, I do think that... Uh, we're going to see it. Claudio Ranieri is going to resuscitate Fulham, and they're going to survive. But uh, I don't think Wolves are under any pressure, and Robert Plant can continue to be happy when he goes to sleep at night.
2: <laughs> Brandon, what do you uh, what do you take from Huddersfield? Are you thinking they might stick around, or is this going to be their year where they drop uh, they drop out of it? It's going to be
1: tough. I mean, obviously not scoring goals, have a goal difference at negative fourteen, which is one of the worst. Uh, but they lose Aaron Moy for a month for the Asian Cup Federation. That's right, and yeah. I. Don't know what they're going to do without him. Honestly, um, the difference is—is it's—it's literally like we're kind of talking about. It are Southampton, Cardiff, Burnley, Fulham going to be worse than them? I mean, that's just what it is. It's a war of attrition for these teams, and uh, with the top teams getting so many points, I you know thirty points might be safety this year for some of these guys, and uh, you know now that we're past a third of the way through that isn't even attainable for a lot of these teams so you know, we'll see. Huddersfield, uh, you know, Wagner was a fun story last year. I think, unfortunately, it's more of a sad story this year.
2: Uh, guys, let's move on. It's time for our second game, and it's another round of rumor mill. Uh, so, to clarify, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something I made up. So, basically, it's true or false. Two points for each correct guess. Boyce, you're up first with this one. Real Madrid are plotting a 90 million pound double signing: 50 million for Man United striker Marcus Rashford and 40 million pounds for Spurs midfielder Christian Eriksen. True or false?
0: I can't imagine a world in which Marcus Rashford is only rated at 50 million pounds, so I'm going to go with false.
2: It is true, according to The Sun. Published an article on the 20th of November. Again, whether it's all lies or just them making something up. Who knows? It's The Sun. Uh, but they did print those words, so unfortunately no points are there. Uh, Jared, this next one's for you. Spurs boss Bocciatino claims he wants to spend a record amount of money in the January transfer window in order to add depth to his squad for the future of the club. Draw or false?
3: So you're playing on my emotions here, James. Uh, (laughs) As dearly as I want that to be true, I will say false.
2: It is false. Yes, I made that up and you almost fell for my tricks, but you didn't. So nice work on that. That'll get you those two points. And now Um, I'm sad. And I'm sad too. Uh, As I was was writing it, I was like, I wish this was true, Um, but it's not. It's definitely not true. Uh, Brandon, this last one's for you. Chelsea faced the prospect of Ruben Loftus-Cheek, asking to move on loan in January after keen interest in the midfielder from Crystal Palace. Draw you close. had me
1: until you said Palace. Now I'm con- I'm not so sure, but I'll say true just because he's not getting enough minutes and he had a good run there already. And Man, do they need help.
2: It is true, yes. Believe it or not, the Times wrote that article on the 20th of November, um, believing again that Ruben lost his cheek might be wanting... I do think he does want some more time, and I think he's a good player, but uh, he doesn't seem to be getting the minutes under, under Sarri, no?
1: He, he's not. I mean, a lot of the fans want to see more of him, but I don't think we all know really at what cost that's going to be. Yeah, uh, it's, Look, it's fine margins at the top of the table, and sometimes uh, those environments aren't... Uh, ideal for young players who need the time to make mistakes and learn
2: that I would agree with Alright, we're on to our last game, guys, and we're going to revert back to a classic closer, of course, it's Player Profile. So I'll provide five different clues to a Premier League player, each clue easier than the last. First person to shout their name and correctly guess said player wins the two points, but you only get one guess, as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. This week, your clue to these players is Desperate Divers desperate divers. This basically means Premier League players who have a history in any fixture of trying to draw a foul or penalty and look like an idiot for doing it. Okay, so that hopefully that's a clue. Guess we will see. Guys, you ready? Let's do
0: it. Let's go.
2: Let's do this. Player number one is an Englishman. Played in the World Cup for the national team. Jared. Yes, Jared. <sighs> Deli Alley. It is not Delhi Alley. No, oh, and that just wow. frees you a out. There's boys no. to it. <laughs> well, Boyce and, Brandon <laughs> <are> st- <laughs> Boyce and Brandon are still in this one. Uh, next clue. Used to play for Liverpool. Is a story. Yes, boys. Raheem Sterling? Raheem Sterling is correct. Yes. That's a you- good one. That'll get you those two points. Who didn't see his Champions League dive? I can't remember the team they played against but it was beyond atrocious, and he got away with it. He got a penalty. Um, so, hey, he might keep doing it. Anyway, uh, nice work, boys. I'll get you those two points. Player number two is an attacking midfielder. Used to play for the MK Dons. Jared.
3: Yes, Jared. <laughs> Deli That one is Deli.
2: <laughs> Knew it was coming. It was, you knew it was coming. <laughs> it was hard not to put him in this. Um yes, it is Delhi Alley. The other clues were has scored just once in his seven appearances, wears white as his home strip, and currently plays for Spurs. Delhi Alley is the answer. Nice work, Joe. Player number three is from the Ivory Coast. Played briefly for Manchester United. Is a forward. Currently plays for Crystal Palace. Boyce. Boyce just got in there first. What is it, Boyce? Zaha? It is! Wilfred Zaha. Nice work, bud. I'll get you those two points. Uh, the last clue of it was, first name is Wilfred. And he tried to draw one against Watford last season. And his the mascot, Harry the Hornet, or whatever the hell it's called, uh, made fun of him. And it drew this huge controversy. They wanted to beat up the mascot, blah, blah, blah. I think there's a video somewhere on YouTube of it. It's good, good time. He did Um, it against Arsenal this very season. That as well. I I forgot that he did do that. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, somewhat notorious for it. Uh, Player number four is an Argentine. Is a midfielder. Has scored four goals in his eight appearances. Plays for Spurs. Jared, Brandon. Oh, man, this is tight. Jared just snuck in there. So what is it, Jared? Uh, It's Coco. It's Coco, yes. (laughs) Eric Lamella. that is correct. And notably for his, I don't know if this is a dive, I'm still on the fence, but that game against Liverpool where he supposedly got clipped by Virgil van Dijk, um, although when you see the video from a different angle, it looks like he is diving. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Um, i
3: i think he put himself in a position to be like kicked in the chest <laughs> <What is that? laughs> uh, i thought it was a hamstring but
2: maybe I'd be right. i
3: don't know oh that's right it was a hamstring that's right
2: yeah. yeah hamstrings of injustice yeah uh all right the last player of the game plays for liverpool used to play for chelsea brandon yes brandon sturridge it is not storage i'm afraid no and that does freeze you out the other clues plays as a forward scored 32 goals last season Boyce, yes boys mo salah Mo's? he said that with surprise mo salah but it is mo salah yeah he uh where
0: was ashley young on this list <laughs> <laughs> that is a I'm great waiting. question i've been waiting for it all game i don't know where he went i don't know
2: <laughs> oh man well you know what's funny i mean i had to only pick five players and the list is quite extensive i mean it could go on and on but i thought i I'd, I'd stick with these guys um most do apparently uh had a wicked dive against crystal palace this season uh i don't know if it drew a penalty uh, i think it might have done but uh everyone was pretty mad at him for doing it Um, did he need to do it who knows Uh, but that is the game folks and the final scores uh, after doing some wicked tallying here Brandon has come away with five points Boyce has come away with six but Jared Butt, congratulations you've come away with seven and the win how do you feel oh my god I don't remember what Brandon you can always come apparently I (laughs) need you here to win (laughs) Good times. Well, that does now adjust the season total. The scores are now five boys, three Jared, and guest two. So the tides are turning, man. I feel good about this. Um, Now, before we go, I wanted to dedicate a little bit of time, as um, I'm sure we're all very much aware. Next week is the first North London derby of the season. So I want to ask each of you in turn, what do we think uh, the score will be? So score predictions. Let's start with you, Brandon, from a neutral perspective. Um, Who do you think is going to take the win?
1: I mean, it's hard to be neutral when you don't like either team, but I guess maybe <laughs> by default that makes me more neutral. <laughs>
2: Cancels uh, it out, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: fair. I'm sorry. I haven't looked ahead. Is it at Wembley? or? Um, it's at the it's Emirates. It. Yeah, yeah. Emirates. I think I'd probably give the edge to Arsenal then in mm-hmm. that sense. I think it, uh honestly, it's probably going to be a wide-open game with a lot of goals and a lot of chances created, so it'll probably be fun to watch. Um, but I would probably say – Two one three two Arsenal. I'll go three two. I want to see five
3: goals.
2: Interesting. All right, I like that, uh, Jarrett. What do you think?
3: As much as I want uh, uh, to predict a Spurs win, I see, uh, I see a two two draw uh, here. I think uh, I agree with Brandon. I think it'll be wild, but I think there'll be a lot of chances, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think we're all going to be uh, happy slash disappointed.
2: I like that. All right, Boyce, what do you think?
0: I'm going to echo Brandon. I actually think it's going to be 3-2. Uh, I think last year was pretty indicative of how this might go. Uh, I, I think a Spurs team that was slightly better in form on the year walked into the Emirates and lost 2-0. Uh, Peter Cech kind of stood on his head a little bit, so we'll need Burn Blenow to stand up. But uh, <laughs> I think home field advantage dictates here in a five-goal game that Arsenal just ekes out in the end.
2: Mm-hmm. I have to agree. I think the Emirates is uh, has has been a tough place for Spurs to go for a long time now, and I think that mentality is going to creep in. Although I mean, they proved against Chelsea that uh, they've got the firepower; they've got it when it counts. But I just I, I I'm going to go with Gerrard. I think it's going to be a draw, but I don't think it's going to be as high scoring. I think there's going to be a lot of cancelling out, so I'm going to go with just a one-one here. I think it's going to be a one-one draw. But um, can I
0: can I make one more? parlay sure. like side bet sure i'm gonna say I, i'm going for a fourth pk and maybe a Mustafi <laughs> pk in the same match maybe they have canceling pks but fourth is definitely
2: he's taking somebody down in the box if fourth is playing then it's going to be five five
3: <laughs> would that be a bet in which the other person maybe has to serve the other one beers by getting their liquor card boys is that i did a hear bet?
2: about this by the way oh man <laughs> or, tell me.
3: Or something, so if you're wondering, you know, just keep the Miller Lights coming on Sunday, it'll be fine, <laughs> I'll tip you bud, okay, I'm not that, I I, I won't be a jerk about
0: it oh. You guys have such quality taste <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, that's all you all serve over there uh, yeah. To those of you who are in town, uh, what uh, Casey Gooners and Casey Spurs have done, we do a, we do a home and home uh, for the match And uh, so this since we were at the Emirates, uh, we will be at Johnny's Tavern in Power and Light uh, for the match. All you Spurs come down and make that silly place white and blue. <laughs>
2: uh, Brandon, go ahead and tell us uh, if you would a little bit more about your your podcast, uh, how we can reach out to you guys, uh, what's the best way and all that stuff.
1: Sure. So, obviously an American-run podcast. Uh, this is our fifth season going. Nice. And it's we have four of us on the team. Uh, we have a lot of guests, a lot of UK journalists Um, we have some connections to some US based pundits as well and uh, we definitely don't take ourselves too seriously um, but we do really like to you know get into you know a lot of the the hot topic discussions from the fans post match and we post every Monday after the weekend's match so on your way to work on Monday uh, we're there in your podcast app so you can check us out London is blue podcast on any podcast app otherwise social media We're uh, at London Blue Pod on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
2: Very nice. Very nice. And who do Chelsea have over the weekend?
1: Uh, Fulham, actually. And then before that, on Thursday, we're playing Pauk in the uh, Mighty Europa League. So Uh, doubleheader at home this week.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, good luck. Hopefully they will bounce back from the loss on the weekend. That's all we have time for, guys. Uh, Don't forget to check out our Twitter page, at kickcornerflag, as well as our Facebook page and our website, kickflag.com. Jared, any final words?
3: Until the weekend, my friend.
0: Until
2: the weekend. And boys?
0: Send the under-19s to the Ukraine. (laughs) They'll go. They'll go.
2: Uh, Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a great week.